Hi, this is Nick Forster. Welcome to E-Town. We are continuing our celebration of 30 years of E-Town on the air. This week, we are featuring a show that was so good, we didn't want to just take pieces and parts of it. And it starts right now. historic Boulder Theater in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town, with this week's musical guests, Joan Baez and her band, and Pop Staples. Right now, here's your host, Nick Forster. Thank you, folks. Thanks, Helen. So, everybody, welcome to E-Town, where we get together each week listen to some great live music, and talk a little bit about the world around us. You know, it seems like in the, world of, uh, in the world of art and music, there are new phases or new fads just about every six months or so. Things come and go. And there's only just a few artists, really, who, whose work lasts for decades, and it is as timely and important as the day it first appeared. And this week in E-Town, we're very lucky to have two artists, two distinct voices that have not only stood the test of time, but have continued to write and record and tour and work with the same conviction that they are both known for, putting their faith and commitment first and using music as a kind of a, a joyful medium. So this week from the San Francisco Bay Area, Joan Baez is here with us. She's going to be out a little later on with her band. Very excited about that. And to start off, our first guest was born in Winona, Mississippi in 1914. Moved to Chicago in 1936. He has... Uh, worked in the stockyards and the construction industry and in a steel mill. But we all know him as the patriarch and the guitarist with the world-famous Staples Singers. Uh, would you please welcome, it's a great honor to have him here with us, a very youthful 80-year-old fellow from Chicago, Illinois, point-blank recording artist, Mr. Pops Staples. Thank you. Thank you very much. I met a man and he began to be my best friend. It was Dr. Martin Luther King. I called him long distance. I said, Dr. King, you're preaching love, peace, and happiness, and togetherness. We the staple singers love what you're doing. I want to have a little talk with you. From then on, we began to work together. As much as we could be together, we were together. One day we were down in Memphis, Tennessee. We were going to have a service there. And, uh, we were going on out to the auditorium saying, singers and gentlemen go first. And then the preacher would come on. Dr. King was standing on the bed. 
at the Lorraine Motel where he was assassinated. He looked at me and said, Brother Staple, I want you to sing my song tonight. I said, oh yes, sir, what is your song? So my song is why am I treated so bad? I didn't know that would be the last time that I would speak to him and see him again alive. But we went on to church and we sung that song. Ever since that day, everywhere I go, I sang that song for myself in memory of Dr. King. Why am I treated so bad? Tell me Blank recording artist, Mr. Pop Staples. His new record is called Father, Father. He's going to be back a little later on in the show. Pop Staples. Well, folks, if E-Town is even slightly about uh, creating community through music and information and through the radio, the two guests we have this week are just could not be better suited to what we're all about. Recently, Vanguard Records released a box set that's called Rare, Live, and Classic. This is a collection of the work of Joan Baez. And we're very happy to have her with us this week, along with Anthony Peterson, Mark Peterson, and Gerardo Velez. Please welcome to E-Town, Joan Baez. Yeah. 
Thanks, thanks, uh, thanks for having us on the show. I've heard only good things about it and lots of good things about it. So we're happy to be here. I want to do a song I wrote uh, a number of years ago after I visited a gay bar in Santa Monica called The Pink Elephant. And uh, I danced and hung out and, and I watched this one couple, turned out to be my favorite couple. And I went home, wrote a song and I called it The Altar Boy and The Thief.
I'm Nick Forster. This is 30 Years of E-Town on the Air with a special show featuring Joan Baez and Pop Staples. We'll be back with more after a short break. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Scientific and Cultural Facilities District, or SCFD, one of the largest cultural funding mechanisms in the United States, supporting nearly 300 organizations in the greater Denver area. You're listening to E-Town. You're here with us in E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. Coming up, we're going to have some more music from point-blank recording artist Mr. Pop Staples. Right now, Joan Baez and her band are, are with us still. Joan, I remember uh, hearing about something that I think it was in the earlier mid-60s. It was a time when you decided not to play on a TV show called Hootenanny because they were not letting Pete Seeger on the show. Was that the first time you were uh, kind of being ornery? disobedient, ornery? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it was an important time. I mean, Pete Seeger was the father of the folk music movement, and he was some kind of a saint as far as I was concerned, and they had just planned this very commercial television show called Hootenanny, and they weren't gonna, it was all about folk music, and they weren't allowing Pete on because he was uh, controversial. And so I said, well... I'll, I'll come on as soon as you allow Pete Seeger on to sing. So they did. <laughs> you, were a, um, you were a powerful figure in those days, as you still are. Now, your big box set is, came out not too long ago. Does it surprise you when you see all this stuff, this huge volume of work you've done? Oh, you have no idea. I mean, I didn't know half that stuff existed. My secretary took this job on and went and started unearthing tapes from all parts of the map. And she'd say, how about this? And I'd say, good Lord, where did that come from? And um, I'm very pleased with it. Um, just there, I think, 
22 unreleased, previously unreleased songs, one from the family sitting around the table and my father making a tape recording for one of his friends kind of thing. But first, Joni's going to sing for you. You know, and I, I had some gigantic old guild or something and I had just learned how to play uh, Jimmy Brown the Newsboy. And, um, Is that what it was? Is that what you yeah. played? Yeah. <laughs> I sell on the morning paper, sir. Yeah. yeah. You still remember it? <laughs> I sell the morning paper, sir. My name is Jimmy Brown. Everybody says that I'm the newsboy of the town. You can hear me selling morning star running along the street. I got no hat upon my head, no shoes upon my feet. <laughs> well, um. What's the song you actually had planned to do next? <laughs> uh, next song I had planned to do next is Play Me Backwards. All right. And it's from my last CD, which is called Play Me Backwards. And it's partly just a pun on me. You never had to play me backwards, as we were just saying, over the last 35 years to know what I was pounding you over the head with at one time or another in our history. It's also, however, a song about child abuse and ritualized child abuse, that nasty cult stuff they talk about on talk shows and try to pretend doesn't exist, but unfortunately it does. This song was written, I co-wrote it, and it's for and about survivors of ritualized cult abuse. You don't have to play me backwards to get the meaning of my verse. You don't have to die and go to hell I feel the devil's curse When I thought my life was a photograph on the family Christmas card Kids all dressed in buttons and boards and lined up in the yard With a golden day so lyrical and warm Or did the picture start to fade On the day that I was born I see the light the candles I heard them bang the drums I cried, Mama, Mama, cold as ice And I got no place to A pop of skin and a sudden rush of scarlet. There's a little boy riding on a goat's head and a little girl playing the harlot. There's a sacrifice in an empty church, the sweet little baby rose, and a man in a mask from Mexico is appealing off of my clothes. Smoking out the truth Chasing recollections 
get the meaning of my verse Don't have to die and go to hell Feel the devil's curse And I'll stand before your altar Tell everything I know I've come to claim my childhood At the chapel of a baby road And I see the light, the candles I heard them bang the drum I see the light, the candles I heard them bang the drum Joan Baez, along with Anthony Peterson on guitar, Mark Peterson on bass, Gerardo Velez on percussion. They're all going to be back a little later on in the program, before too long. And of course, we're going to also hear from Pop Staples again. Right now, folks, it's that time we get to give out an award to somebody, somebody who's doing something a little extra in his or her community. Every week we get letters from you, our listeners, about people who are making a difference uh, in their own hometowns. And that's what the Achievement Award is all about. The award is made possible by a grant from Celestial Seasonings Tea. And Helen is here to tell us all about this week's winner. Nick, this week's nomination comes to us from listener Jim Taylor, who listens to E-Town on KPRG. And that's located on the island of Guam, believe it or not. I don't know how many people realize this, but we're actually heard all the way over there on Guam. And I'm not sure how many people realize where Guam is, other than it's in the Pacific Ocean somewhere. Is it? I don't well, know. Hey, you know what? Actually, our, uh, we're, we're lucky because our bass player, Chris Engelman, is not only a great bass player, but he also has a degree in both library science and geography. So why don't we ask Chris where, where Guam is? Chris, can you, uh, can you help us out? It's in the South Pacific, is that uh, right? Actually, no. Guam is a small island in the North Pacific. It's an unincorporated territory of the United States. And uh, what's the capital? Uh, the capital would be Agana. Agana. Okay. Well, great. Chris, thank you very much. How does he do it? Well, now that we know exactly where Guam is, let's move along, shall we? Um, all right, here's what listener Jim Taylor has to say in his letter to us. Dear E-Town, I'd like to nominate the organization Kids for Coral for your E-Town Award. This organization was started by several young people on Guam to help preserve the coral reefs that are so important a part of island life here in the Western Pacific. And he says Western Pacific. Hmm. No letters, please. And so many other places in the world. They've carried out a number of conservation projects and educational programs that help protect the coral reefs by increasing public awareness. 
And Nick, we've got waiting on the phone two people to tell you more about this. One is the teacher named Jeanette Deagle, who organized the kids in the beginning and now serves as director of this nonprofit organization. And the other person is one of the students who's involved, and her name is Jamie McDonald. From on the phone from Guam. That's right. Do they, do they call collect? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, we called them. It is our nickel. Right. But you can talk all you want. It's your okay. show. All right. Great. Would you please welcome, representing the organization Kids for Coral, Jeanette Deagle and Jamie McDonald. Jeanette, can you hear me? Hi, Nick. How are you? There you are. Well, thanks for being with us this week in E-Town, all the way from Guam. Our pleasure. Hey, tell me, um, Helen mentioned that you were the one who organized these uh, kids in the first place. Why did you start Kids for Coral? Well, Nick, I'm a scuba diver, and I was diving out here on Guam when I moved here about 12 years ago, and I really don't think there's anything quite as spectacular as the beauty of a healthy, thriving coral reef. But what started to happen on Guam was about six years ago, portions of our reef began to die out, and so that's how it all started. And what kind of uh, pollutants or problems were you facing that made the reefs die out? What was going on? Well, Guam was undergoing a real economic boom, and some of the um, construction projects that were going on were leading to runoff that went into the ocean and smothered our reefs, so there was no reef production. Uh, we also have dynamiting of coral by some fishermen. Uh, there's coral poaching. There's sewage outfall. So it's kind of a combination of things. And then you got uh, kids involved. How, how old are the kids that you're working with? Well, I'm a seventh grade uh, teacher, and I decided to have my students involved just as a class project to raise awareness on the island, and, and it started from there. It kind of took on a life of its own, so every year we add the seventh grade, so this year we have seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, and eleventh graders in the project since it's five years old. And uh, I take it this is working in some way? I think we've... Uh, reached our goal to raise awareness on the island. We have many activities, um, and we're, we're very visible on the island, so I don't think there are too many people you would approach who haven't heard of us and associate with us with our reef preservation project. Mm -hmm. I understand you got one of the kids there with you. and Can, can we talk to her? I too? sure do. This is Jamie McDonald. Hi, Jamie. Hello. Hey, um, I want to ask you, what kind of things do the kids do, do you and your, your fellow classmates do, to educate people about the problems in the coral reef? Well, four times a month, we publish a newsletter which features articles on projects we do and basically what we have done and projects to come and just articles about the reef. We sponsor beach cleanups every now and then on the local beaches. On Guam, we have a project called Adopt a Road where groups around the island adopt a road and clean it every month, I think. So we sponsor the road, and every month we go out there to clean it. We have spoken at public functions, went to elementary schools to tell the children. Hmm. We've been on the radio several times, and we even held a symposium last year. Wow. So um, are most of the kids involved, or do some of the kids that are not doing this project think you're kind of a wacky uh, uh, fanatic? <laughs> Well, most of my friends are in the group, so I, don't, I hope they don't think of me as a wacky person. <laughs> Basically, what my friend got me into the project. I see. Well, it sounds like you're doing a lot of good stuff, and, it's, and, and uh, do you feel like you guys are accomplishing what you set out to do? Definitely. Yeah. 
Well, that's great. Well, listen, on, um, on behalf of listener Jim Taylor, uh, we're very happy to give you guys this week's Achievement Award for the group, Kids for Carl. We're going to send you a framed certificate in the mail. And uh, thanks, both of you, for being with us this week. My pleasure. Once again, that's Janet Deagle and Jamie McDonald. Thanks, you guys. The Achievement Award is made possible by a grant from Celestial Seasonings Herb Teas, makers of Ice Delight, the caffeine-free iced herb tea that actually brews in your fridge. Thanks to listener Jim Taylor for writing in about this week's winner, and Jim will be sending you some Celestial Seasoning tea and an E-Town t-shirt for letting us know about Kids for Coral. If you'd like to nominate someone for the Achievement Award, or if you'd like to learn more about Kids for Coral, drop us a line at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306. Thank you, Helen. The Achievement Award. Well, coming up in just a little while, we're going to have some more great music from Joan Baez. Uh, right now, once again, uh, I don't know how many people grew up listening to the Staple Singers and uh, hearing not just wonderful uh, gospel music or wonderful singing, and not just gospel music. This is all kinds of different songs and songs that were played on pop radio and uh, all over the place. But for me, uh, the thing that really set the Staple Singers apart was the world's spookiest guitar sound. It was this really eerie guitar thing that was just kind of wavering in the background. And uh, it really made me pay attention. And uh, so it's a great treat for me to uh, stand right here, right next to. Uh, and welcome back once again to E-Town, Mr. Pop Staples. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. I'm glad, glad to be back. You had, was it last year or before last? That we were here. Was yeah, it? yeah it was, I think it was maybe a couple years ago. A couple years ago. It's been a while. Well, don't wait so long. <laughs> I'm coming back whether you want me to come back or not. I was a boy about 65 years ago. <laughs> I said to myself, I'm going to make me a record. Been all of this time, 65 years. Finally, year before last, I made my first LP. And one out now, I think it's released the 15th. We trust you will enjoy. I didn't know nothing about music. Never played no music, but I heard them playing on the radio. And I liked it to get time I wanted to play. But we stayed on the farm. And my father loved the farm, but beautiful place. But I couldn't handle it. Too much. Four cents an hour. Would you believe it? I'm true. I'm telling you the truth. That's true. Four cents an hour that I was making. Told him one day, said, I'm going to leave you, Paul. I can't handle it. He said, Where are you going? I said, I don't know. But I heard a man saying on the radio the other day, we didn't have a record store like we have here. Yeah, now we had to sell records out of grocery stores, hardware. I heard it in that hardware. 
Then we got to say, I'm going to Detroit, get myself a good job. I said, sure, I can do that too. <laughs> I heard that, that get down, no, that get out of me. I went on from then on trying to learn how to play guitar. I don't know. I like to sing a song about a message, telling a story. That's what I like. So I did write this one because I knew what I was doing about this one. So I wrote this one down south. Not just on a Sunday morning That I shake my brother's hand Gonna let my love flow Everywhere that I can If I smile at you ten times a day and say hi But the great big smile Don't laugh at me It's just my southern style That's the name of the song, Southern Style I give flowers to the living Every day is Thanksgiving Yes, sir Little children call me pops I take the time To make their pain mine I'd rather garden in my backyard down a swimming pool I'll give a straight dog some food But I'm still cool Just my southern style Hi, this is Nick Forster. We will be back with more of our special show featuring Pop Staples and Joan Baez, recorded live in 1994, after a short break. This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. You're listening to E-Town.
You're here with us in E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. I'd like to say hello to our listeners who hear E-Town on stations like KPCC in Pasadena, California, on WUCF in Orlando, Florida, and the Nebraska Public Radio Network. Well, folks, Pop Staples is still here with us. Uh, one of my kids recently brought back from high school a copy of Martin Luther King's letter from Birmingham jail. And uh, I was just kind of impressed by the fact, first of all, that kids are paying attention to this thing because it seems like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, but you, you know, <laughs> you look at a young man like you, young family. They said that a man not supposed to cry, but when your little girl brought that back that to me, my eyes almost started leaking, I'm telling you. Yeah. Now you can talk. Well, no, I was just going to say that uh, maybe it's just because you are a dad, because you have five kids. But uh, you've been paying a lot of attention to what's going on in the schools and what, uh, what needs to change out there. And you've been going out and talking to young people, haven't you? Right, right. I've been going out telling them what I think. I ain't got no sense. But some of you educated people, PhDs and all that, know everything. But I got sense enough to know this world is turning so fast. I got sense enough to know we don't stop and start training our children and letting them learn some other country gonna come over and take us over because we won't even know how to talk. If we keep on going like we're going in a bad way, we're in treacherous times right now. Every mother and father, <clears throat> Audra, if you don't mind me saying this, should try to teach your children. You try to tell that child yourself something about them, what they should be. Yeah. Some people be hurt about their child, children. I was talking to a lady just a few days ago. And these other words that you say If you see my child somewhere As yeah, you travel here and there You know I'm waiting for my child to come home Somebody's waiting let that child come on home and forgive somebody. Still love their children. I don't care how the abuse, much abuse you say what they're getting, somebody still let love their children. Uh, I don't want to. Might be an ambassador, ain't no friends. You might know how to gamble, you might like to dance. You may be the heavyweight champion of the world. You might be a socialite with a long finger bird. You got to serve somebody. You got to serve. Yeah. 
Let me be a rock and roll addict Pressing on stage Money and drugs get you off every man And women's on the stage You might be a businessman A high degree thief They may call you doctor They may call you chief Virgin Records, his new CD is called Father, Father. Pop Staples. Hmm. You know, each week we generally invite, oh, you know, authors or scientists or poets or politicians or policymakers or someone to come and share their expertise or talk a little bit about what they do here in E-Town. And uh, this week we are lucky to have someone who is an activist and a committed uh, social commentator who also is a musician. We're going to just chat briefly with Joan Baez before she comes up and does her next set, if that's okay. Um, do you ever feel like it's possible to separate? I mean, obviously you spend a lot of time working on your voice, working on your career, getting organized in that way. Uh, is it possible for you to separate, in other words, your, your musical uh, self from your political self? Well, only in the sense of how many, what, what one does with the hours in the day. I mean, basically my foundation of political and social beliefs and the things that have moved me since I was eight or ten years old remain the same, and that's the nonviolence. And Pops was talking about Martin Luther King. I heard Martin Luther King speak when I was 15 and he was 25, and that, you know, really sort of pretty much launched me as far as 
um, being politically active. That will always be there. Um, what I had to table was just the time, I mean, to stop traveling on behalf of uh, one group or another, um, to stop spearheading <laughs> campaigns for human rights and so on. Uh, happily for me, I am now uh, a piece of walking history. So I walk out on the stage and there it bloody well is, whether you like it or not. And saying that I, you know, as soon as the press heard that I was going to concentrate on music, they were like, ah, I is no longer political, doesn't care anymore. Sort of as though it means that if I write a song now that isn't on the topical subject, that I've forgotten all my principles and, you know, really intend to change. You know. Well, not only are you entitled to have a little fun, but um, I think y you would have fewer and fewer people paying attention if you didn't, probably, at some point. Well, it's just myself. I mean, it's yeah. what I, what the calling is. And, and I, you know, back when, with the Hootenanny show, I couldn't really care what most people thought, or I never would have taken a step in any direction. So now I just had to take the big plunge and say, okay, vocal cords first. <laughs> right. And, uh, but the others is there and will always be there. But you played at the first uh, Newport Folk Festival, and that's a festival that in, in a slightly uh, altered state is still continuing. And there is lately, it seems like, kind of a resurgence of interest in singer-songwriters and acoustic music. Um, I'm just curious, do you see the same level of commitment, the same level of uh, awareness and concern in you know, young performers today? Oh, you know, if you take this, this, the Indigo Girls strain, for instance, you know, of women songwriters, young, they are very sharp, you know. Um, and it also resembles the folk boom when I started, which was in 58 and 59, in that they really are a countercurrent to the kind of music which has become meaningless and just basically loud, mm -hmm. you know. And um, so they are not, for the most part, um, politically involved, and I don't think that matters. I think they're being very true to themselves, and I think that is what's going to matter for all of us, because we've been living in a, in a kind of a vacuum for a couple of decades of some kind of, of meaninglessness, and truly of greed. And more and more now I see young people who say, I, <laughs> no, don't put me in that category. It, it's true that change has taken place, because it, wasn't it also true that in your first tour of the South, you had to actually insist that these were not segregated shows? Well, I was so naive. I, the first time I went down, um, the, the contract actually said, and I hadn't seen it, uh, just the local contracts would say, oh, it's, a, it's a segregated audience. No blacks allowed in the auditoriums. And so I got very irate. I said, well, uh, I'm going to insist that it's an integrated audience. Well went down south and there weren't any blacks who knew who I was. So we would recruit them from the local NAACP and CORE. And, and, and um, so the third time I went down, which was in 63, I got smart and sang in black schools, um, black colleges. And for some of those schools, it was the first time in their history that they'd ever had white people come onto the campus for anything. And it was kind of hair raising and very exciting. And for the most part, the whites all sat in, in the center section, and the blacks filtered off to the side. But by the end, people rose and, and, and uh, held hands and sang, we shall overcome. So. Yeah. Things have changed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, having, um, having uh, delved into all this uh, deep 
social commentary. Uh, I understand your next song is going to be something that's... Highly politically charged, <laughs> yes. It's called Coconuts. Coconuts sitting in my hand They're reminding me of my island man And my island man sitting in his hut And he's dreaming about, you guessed it, my coconuts Coconuts floating in the sea I remember you And I remember me Coconuts dancing in the sand I'm in love again With my island man Coconut milk Is like a stream That comes from the mountains Pure and clean and the man he comes to drink it up He never tires of the milk of our coconuts Coconuts floating in the sea I remember you With my island man Coconut flavor Is sweet and wild It's reminding me Of my island child And my island child He's all grown up He's out in the carnival of life Juggling coconuts in the sea I remember you And I remember me Coconuts dancing in the sand And I'm in love again With my island man I'm in love again With my island man I'm in love again When my island is dancing Coconuts keep dancing Let's keep dancing Coconuts keep dancing Let's keep dancing dancing Thank you. Hope you got that. Yeah, that's the right attitude out there. She got my political message right, right on the dime. Uh, song requested often, often, often. The song. People come up and they say, "They sang that at my wedding," and stuff like that. You know. Thank you. 
God bless and keep you always. May your wishes all come true. May you always do for others and let others do for you. May you build a ladder to the stars and climb on every rung. And may you stay. Peterson and Gerardo Velez. Well, folks, we're going to wind things up right now. I'd like to thank all our uh, visitors to E-Town, of course. As just mentioned, Joan and Anthony Peterson, Mark Peterson, and Gerardo. 
Uh, and of course, Mr. Pop Staples. <laughs> I think, uh, did you used to call yourself the, uh, the, the, what did you, you said you were the oldest teenager or the youngest teenager? What was it? What did you say? <laughs> and maybe just give me some kind of name on the world. Youngest, world's oldest teenager. The world's oldest teenager, that's right. Pop Staples. I tell you, I don't care nothing about no age. I, <laughs> I saw him be 80. I feel good. <laughs> I feel good. Well, well we're going to okay. do a, We're going to all get together and do one more song for you right now. And uh, I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E Town. is a production of E-Town. Thanks again to Joan Baez and Pop Staples. Thanks to our award winner, Kids for Coral. It was such a magical show up at Mackey Auditorium from 1994. Again, we're continuing our celebration of 30 years of E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. Thank you for listening.